Hello, love. Welcome back to another podcast episode. I thank you for being here and using your time to listen to my words and healing and holding space for others. When we take the initiative of being kinder and smiling more, it takes so much more effort to become a kind person than it does to become an angry person in this world in this day and age. And for you to take that step back and to apply compassion to the situation rather than hurt and hate like they want to, it's not a way of judgment. It's knowing that when they act out towards you, it's a reflection of them and the way that you choose to respond to them after they project onto you is a perception of yourself. So understand that and just hold compassion for them. Know that they don't like themselves very much and it's a cry for help. And again, it's not a way of saying, oh my God, they don't like themselves, you know, and like judging them. But it's a way of saying they don't like themselves. If I was in that same position, I would not want somebody to continue feeding me. I would just want somebody to hold space for me, even if I didn't know how to ask for that. And sometimes people hurt us so much to the point that we don't know how to hold space for them. And I'm really struggling with being compassionate around people that I've grown up with that have just never been kind to me, but just not fueling the fire more you know and not adding to the fire of the hate pile and again I just am beyond grateful for you and if you're new here welcome I hope that you can find some centered breaths and um, a better understanding of yourself by listening to this podcast I hope that you can find a new way of loving yourself and others and the world through this podcast. I've been listening to Aubrey Marcus's podcasts and um, Matias Estefano, if you've heard um, either of their stuff. Mainly Aubrey Marcus, Matias Estefano, I started listening to yesterday. Um, again, I listened to him last year. But Aubrey Marcus was interviewing a rabbi, and the podcast was under the name of something about the love stories of the cosmos. And I was like, oh, this should be good. And I had no idea. I didn't read the description. Also, I decided to do too. Um, I didn't see this, the description of something about the rabbi. But as soon as I listened to it, I was like, okay, I have two, three hours of doing work for this person. And I can't really check my phone. So I guess it's meant to be, you know, I'm not really super into religion. So I thought it was going to be a religious um, acquaintance, whatever the word I'm looking for, religious, religious based. Um, but it wasn't that. It was basically the understanding that we can create a love story within everything. So the connection from my voice to your ears, that's a love story. That's God. That is God right there. Every connection that we have with everything, your connection to that plant in your room, that is God. That is a love story. We think that God is this person in the sky or this person that condones us to heaven or hell based on sins or attributes throughout this human existence. (laughs) But God is everything. And that means you're God too. That means you are God and your friend is God and your mother is God and I am God and we are all God. And the word God to me has such a negative connotation just based off the churches. Um, It... It's so hard to, you know, use the term God. It's like, it's kind of rough coming, like rolling off my tongue because there's such a depth and deep um, projection of almost hate just like piled up on the word Jesus and God. And Jesus has nothing to do with the word God in this terminology. Um, 
but taking back the word and claiming it as a good thing rather than a place of homophobia, racism, integrained um, misogyny, you know, and reclaiming the word as something beautiful, understanding that wherever there's a love story, there is God, and wherever there's God, there's a love story. So I just felt like sharing that. Um, I don't really have a whole... Um, agenda for this podcast it's kind of just like whatever's been going on in my life I want to share with you and you know have you listen to my words and I hope again just to spark something in you I haven't been making a list or being super professional with these um, episodes because I always say that I want them to be casual there's so much professionalism in a lot of podcasts when they become bigger and right now my podcast will be big one day, but it is big. You have to speak everything to exi- into existence. This podcast is big, and it's reaching thousands and millions of people, and it's spreading love, and that's what it's going to do, and that's what it did do, you know, speaking that into existence. Um, but as of right now, it's very casual. Again, we have so many professional things that happens in this world that we feel our creative spark is just, like, taken from us. Speaking of this casualty, oh, this ca- casual, casuality, <laughs> whatever word I'm looking for, um, I had poison ivy, and it's pretty freaking bad, like, I mean, I don't have a histamine response like some people do, so it's not like I broke out all over my body, but it started off with my writing hand, my dominant hand, I eat, I wipe my butt with this hand, like, I do everything with this hand, and then I got it on, like, it started on my leg after, like, scratching it on my fingers, then it got up my leg. The next thing I knew, it was creeping up my leg, you know, from, like, pulling your pants up and down. And then I got it on my arm, and now I have it on my stomach, and I have it on my lower back. And I have it on my foot, and now I have it on my left hand. And so, anyhow, I just, I really had to scratch my hand. So you're going to hear me spray Ivy Dry on where I just, you know, decided to scratch the living hell out of my skin. So watch out for Poison Ivy. I thought I knew what it looked like. And I do know what it looks like, but I did not think about it when I touched um, grass in a mower thinking that I could have had poison ivy in it because I needed to empty out. It was like a push mower and I needed to empty out where I was getting like caked up and I learned my lesson. Um, But I also know how to handle it now. So like in the future, I don't have to be scared of it. I just know exactly how to handle it. So also if you have poison ivy, DM me and I will hook you up (laughs) with stuff. But that's besides the point. Um... Oh, I had another really, really beautiful thing I wanted to share with you. I have so many beautiful things I want to share with you guys. Just, like, you know your life story. And I feel like right now, every day, I'll have, like, these little things that happen. And it just reminds me of the anomaly of this human existence. You know, if you've ever watched the movie Interstellar, um, everything's an anomaly. Or, like, a lot of space movies, everything comes down to the anomaly of that individual's existence and everything that happened in their life. If you've seen The Arrival, the main two things I can think of is The Arrival and Interstellar. But time is something crazy and weird and funky and fun and super interesting. And I don't know, like seven months have passed of 2022 and 2022 has put me through the ringer for lack of better words it's it's put me through 
hell at certain times where I would have moments of existential thoughts of just being like, okay, I like to be honest, I've just like, I have, when it comes to really healing, you have these super high highs and you have these super low lows of really, I'm saying this because I want to make you feel less alone, not because I want to like share this for like validation because some people like you share feelings and people just think that you're doing it for attention or for drama or for validation and I'm doing it to share with you guys that you're not alone and you're not crazy and so anyhow when it comes to healing you feel the high highs of oh my god I love life I love everything that's happening I love the way the sky is painted in watercolors to me that's what it looks like a watercolor painting a, the smell of flowers, the little bees with the pollen on their butts when they fly around, the, the way that sometimes you speak things into existence and wind picks up and you feel like nature is listening to you, things like that. Those things make me cry. They make me know that I am the universe and the universe is me. The beauty, like I feel the beauty in my bones, in my soul, in my spirit. And it makes me super emotional. And then there's times where I will cry and I'm just like, you know what, universe, if you need to take me away now, if I'm meant to die right now, I'm okay. I'm going to accept that because I know that it's my time to go. Even though if I know deep down it's not my time, sometimes things get so difficult to the point you're just like, I'm surrendering. And if you need to take me, it's okay if it's my time, you know. And not to freak you out or anything, but that's when you really get down to the basis of spiritual healing that's how it feels like sometimes and this fall of 2021 into 2022 was really difficult for me i did a lot of dark night of the soul healing and then this spring was really difficult for me i've realized that i've struggled with anxiety like since sixth grade i never knew that anxiety can be more than just panic attacks it can also be heart palpitations. Like I used to go to the doctors and not know what was happening and they didn't find anything wrong with me. And I would go to my holistic doctor. She couldn't pick up anything on me. And I'm like, wow, okay, well, I'm just like a lost cause. I've been struggling with this DP and DR, which is dispersonalization and disrealization since sixth grade. I've been dealing with this, these major lows. I've been dealing with these, you know, panic attacks, but not in the traditional sense of panic attacks, just like a tight chest and hard to breathe, or I would forget how to swallow, these type of things. And I always just thought that I was like a lost cause for things. And then I ran across this wonderful individual, and if you're struggling with, if you're struggling with anxiety, I highly suggest you go check out Sean Chasm. It's S-H-A-A-N-K-A-S-A-M. I could be wrong, um, but he's really, really cool. He's on TikTok, YouTube, Facebook uh where else am I missing TikTok Instagram I think I'm missing Instagram he has all the social medias and uh I didn't know that it could literally just be anxiety that I've been struggling with (laughs) my whole life because when you're in in an anxious state your parasympathetic nervous system cannot rest and digest so the parasympathetic or the parasympathetic is rest and digest it's you being able to you know slow down take a deep breath feeling grounded, feeling all your sen- all your senses heightened, you feel that real sense of being present and grounded in the moment. That is your parasympathetic nervous system really kicking in. And then there's a sympathetic nervous system that most of us work in. I've been working in that, found out since sixth grade. I am going into a freshman year of college now. 
and <laughs> it just blows my mind. I've just been in this constant state of sympathetic nervous system where I'm always in fight or flight mode. I struggled with insomnia sixth, seventh grade, and I couldn't sleep. Um, I still have a hard time sleeping sometimes. I am very picky where I sleep and when I sleep. And, um, you know, I also learned this year that ADHD is a trauma response, and it's actually something you picked up on the lack of acknowledgement from childhood. It's be- it's ADHD is literally from not from your parents not acknowledging acknowledging you from childhood. And that's the thing that like makes me upset is we're trained that ADHD is normal. And so, yeah, go on a pill. Like I was on Adderall. I was on Zoloft 1 for ADHD. Now I'm just throwing pills out my butt. Um, but like every ADHD medicine, I've tried it. It made me feel like a zombie, but I took it from 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th. I took it for five years, finally went off of it. And now like I'm bouncy and I'm all over the place. And I used to be you know, not enough. I was really, really slow. Um, and then I, wait, hold on. I'm switching up the story. I used to be way too much, very ADHD as a kid. Then I went on the pill, uh, the pills, trying all these different kind of ADHD pills. Then I was not enough. Like before teachers used to have to tell me, oh, you can only ask these questions in class because they would get upset at me because I was asking too many questions or I was too loud or I was too energetic or I was too giggly. I was always too much for people. So going on the ADHD pill, next thing I know, I'm not enough. People would ask me, what are your hobbies in life? And I was like in seventh or eighth grade and I would cry. Literally, I would get teary-eyed and people would ask me that because I was so numb because of the ADHD medicine that I was on. And I felt like I didn't know myself at all. And, you know, I just felt like a lost cause. And then as soon as I went off of it, I am suddenly too much again, but it's I'm not too much. I know that I'm not. I love, I love me and I love the energy I bring into rooms and I love my smile and I love my weirdness and I love my uniqueness and I love my giggliness and I love me being loud and shouting and taking up space and wearing those things I want to wear. And if people think it's weird, yes, good. I know what I'm doing. If people think, if the normal person thinks it's weird, I am doing something right. Stepping back into the inner child and saying, wow hell freaking yeah I can take up space and hell freaking yeah I'm going to show others that they can do the same and hell freaking yeah I'm going to empower other beautiful individuals on this planet so you're not too much that's the little basis of that story whatever you're going through you're not too much and you're not going crazy so it's circling back to the anxiety just struggling with it and now realizing that all that was anxiety because my parasympathetic nervous system was never activated you know the vagus nerve is also the biggest and longest nerve in your body it's it's um from the base of the the head um like the very base of your cranium to down your spine and it goes all the way down into i think almost before your womb or your genitals um, but it's this huge one and it branches off into the liver, into the spleen, into the stomach, into the heart, into your brain, you know. It's all, oh wait, maybe it's not in the brain. Yeah, if it's just the base of the spine, then I don't think it is the brain. I don't, you know, I don't know all the scientific research on that, but I know that it's the largest one in the body. And when you can activate the vagus nerve, your whole body can go back into rest and digest. And right now what's happening with me is... I've been in a constant state of sympathetic um, nervous system 
like basis that my body doesn't know what rest and digest looks like. So when I get really, really calm, I think something wrong is going to happen because I constantly project something wrong going on because I've always been in flight, fight or flight. And I also come from a background of being adopted and not like, I, I love my life story. I used to like make it a crutch for me and be like, poor me. And I used to play the victim on certain things. But now I love because my soul chose this exact story, this exact family, my exact resilience from childhood, the exact trauma that I went through to be where I am now to talk to you guys, to love people that I love, to hug the people that I hug. I went through everything for a particular beautiful reason and to be grateful for the entirety of the anomaly of my existence and your anomaly of your existence and the love story that we share between us. It's, this all circles back to what's happening now with the anxiety. So please look up Sean Chasm, what I already stated. If you're more curious, come to me and I'll share his all of this stuff. Um, I also really, really love Hitomi. Mat- Mat- I'm not even going to say her last name. I don't know how to say it and I will butcher it. Um, Am I something? Just look up H I T O M I M and it will like pop up. Um, love her stuff. It's like these grounding, beautiful, beautiful individuals that just like hold space for the collective of individuals, of just people, individuals. Everybody on this planet, you know, holding space for us and something that I am, I am doing, I am, and that I strive more to be. Um, I had something else I wanted to share. So yes, okay, so something that you need to be working on every single day is tapping into the vagus nerve and resetting the parasympathetic nervous system. Excuse me. Also, the parasympathetic nervous system is where your intuition is. So you're constantly in fight or flight that intuition is not going to be very present it's not going to be there it's going to be super super frustrating and i wonder why i have these beautiful people with all these gifts around me and every human being has gifts of intuition every single one of us so we've been tricked into thinking that we don't and i feel like so disconnected from my intuition some days and some are a little bit better when i'm more calmed down but i was just frustrated like why why are these people so much more intuitive than me? Like I know and deep down that I have awesome gifts in this life, but why can't I get them? Of this all all knowing, um, the intu- intuition of when things are going to happen, you know, of your own life, of knowing what's wrong and what's right. It's just like that gut feeling was never there. And I would have to learn a lesson before when I felt like, I guess everything does happen for a reason and I'm going to gain the intuition when it's supposed to, but I really wanted, I was just frustrated, like, why is it not coming, you know? And so that's because I'm always in fight or flight. The intuition cannot be there because I'm not in a state of calmness. And no wonder we're so frustrated with life and we hate life and depression is skyrocketing, skyrocketing, skyrocketing and mental health is just all over the place and we like to blame our issues on things when we have to take initiative for our own healing you know a lot of people seem to think that shamans are going to be there or gurus are going to be there to pick us up hold us and walk us down the path that's not what they're there for when you really go to a shaman or a guru they are not going to pick you up and carry you down the right path they are going to make you even better 
They're going to show you the path. And if you're not willing to do that on your own, you can leave the door. They will say, we are going to sit down and do this hard work. But guess who's going to do it? Not me. You are going to be doing that work. And that's what I hope to show you too. Like, Some people come to me and they want advice. Yes, I love getting advice. But some people get frustrated that I can't you know, guide them the way or I can't respond to them every single day and help them out with every single thing. I'm not meant to hold your hand along the way. You're meant to be your own best friend and say, oh my God, I can do this on my own. I can do this on my own. And yes, you are, you are and should ask people for help 110%, but you should always ask yourself first. Say, hey, how can I help myself? And then go say, oh my God, I have this awesome friend. Let me go see what she says. And, you know, get her advice or go get his advice or go get their advice. Who are whoever you want to ask that you trust. Um, but you're allowed to do that. And that's something is I struggle with asking for help. And so when this was really, really coming up, so struggling with this, uh, this anxiety, um, I really don't like giving it the label of that, but it's the broad term that everybody knows it as. Um, just now having panic attacks, never experiencing that my whole life, but now having them and having them be suffocating, like I would just wait for it to be dark at night. I shared this the last podcast. I don't mean to just keep tooting the horn on it, but just like sharing that I want you to know that you're not alone. Like I would, I literally thought I was going insane. And I realized that that's, other people are going through this. Other people are going through this and sometimes it feels so alone. And so I would hold myself at night and sob and sob and sob and feel so uncomfortable in my own body. And nobody likes that feeling. And then my friend just like, how are you? And I'm like, I'm not doing well. And she's like, and you didn't come to me? And I was like, no. And she's like, well, Hallie, why didn't you do that? And I was just like, I thought sometimes in the spiritual community, we also tell each other that we have to be our first number one. And yes, there's so much truth to that. But if you're helpless, you are allowed to ask for help. And me struggling asking for help, she's like, you should have come to me. And as soon as she had a piece of advice to offer me, I calmed down and she could help regulate my nervous system again. And it was like, why didn't I ask this before? And don't allow it to be a trick in your mind thinking that you can't ask for help too. You know, it's a balance. You can't just rely on others, but you also can't just rely on yourself because everybody is a puzzle to your puzzle. I'm trying to make that sound better. I was listening to a podcast and uh, Aubrey Marcus, the interviewee, was talking about, like, it's not everybody's a puzzle piece, but everybody's a puzzle for your puzzle. So that's literally the only way I can say is everybody is a puzzle for your puzzle. It makes no sense in my mind, so I hope it makes sense in your mind. Because <laughs> um, saying it out loud just does not sound right. Um, but yeah, and understanding that even the people that hurt you you know what? They're showing you how to love yourself more. And they're showing you how to, you know, sometimes it's hard to like ask for hugs from people that have hurt me because people that have hurt me, I just don't want them near me. I don't know how to be compassionate with them. I don't know how to be vulnerable with them. And so I result to just, you know, not getting affection from people when I, I crave affection. Um, I'd much rather not get affection from people that are mean to me and I'd much rather feel lonely. You know, why would you want to have fake friends when you can just have you as your own best friend, you know? 
or just have a small circle rather than a big fake circle, if you want to say it with the lack of better words. Um, I just brain farted. I literally just lost my whole train of thought. I wish somebody could just like speak to me through the phone and just be like, this is what we were talking about. <laughs> you guys can't do that. And it'd be too late because I would have already posted this. Um, so I guess that was the end of that thought. Yeah, literally, it's gone. I I think my spirit guides just like took it from me. They're just like, all right, you're done. You shared what you needed to share. So, oh, last thing I wanted to share is you're allowed. Also, I was going through... Um, also, dizziness is part of anxiety. I was going through two months of dizziness, vertigo. Asked my eye doctor. I was like, boy, is there something wrong with my eyeballs? Like, seriously, what the F is going on? I was so frustrated. And there was nothing wrong with my eyes. He's like, it's just allergies. My wife has the same thing. I took allergy medicine. It made it worse because allergy medicine is super hard on your liver. And I already have low liver function. Like, I have to take herbal supplements for better liver function. So I was like, oh, great. Like, that just made it worse. So it wasn't my eyeballs, and it was not allergies. Still did not know what it was. My holistic doctor was just like, okay, here. It's just like, you know, and, like, she didn't label it as anxiety. She's just like, you know, when you start getting overwhelmed, here you go. Here is this supplement. I was like, great, you know. Tried taking it. I felt like it worked a little bit, and then my body got used to it, and next thing I knew, it didn't work anymore. So... Uh, the dizziness finally came to a close. Um, also, it was a part of my neck needing to be adjusted. The atlas at the bottom of your head that connects to your spine was twisted inwards. And it was causing me a little bit of vertigo, but it also had to do with the um, anxiety. Because I, <laughs> I would get the vertigo, and then I would freak out that I was going to puke, and then I was going to pass out, and then nobody could take care of me, and freaking out. Um, and that would spiral me into panic attacks, but, um, so my friend was just like, you know, you can ask for help, and I was like, yeah, I know you can ask for help, like, I'm asking you for help right now, and she's just like, no, from your guides, and I was just like, oh, okay, elaborate, and she's like, so before you go to bed, ask your spirit guides, your guardian angels, higher self, and ancestors for extra healing while you sleep, because, why you sleep it's your most vulnerable state and that's not scary at all this is a time for your body because when you're dreaming you're in the spiritual world and when you are you know your body's laying on your bed wherever you're sleeping it's a time for your spirit guides guardian angels higher self and ancestors to come in and give your body that healing that brain a break you know add a little bit of whatever fairy dust onto your little existence you know put some things on your timeline some beautiful healing for in the morning and the next morning after that I didn't wake up with anxiety and I was like whoa like I wish I was told that sooner so I wanted to share that with you and also 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 saying um that you were protected 360 around one of my friends flew in got to hang out with her for a little bit it was so fun and that's something that she always said she's like I'm protected 360 around with blah 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 and I say uh, white potent and golden like light surrounded 360 around me and then I say around my I'm my house is protected 360 around my community you know my property and then I label off different individuals my family I want to send uh, 360 around protection to them and then you know cutting the cords and imagining anything that people are trying to take from you energy wise or cutting those cords and then finally say 
I ask Archangel Michael to remove from my life what no longer serves me. And then you can ask like Archangel Metatron or Archangel Raphael for extra protection on you for while you sleep. Do more research on that. I don't remember which one, Raphael or Metatron, is for protection. Um, But I just kind of say all three and then I share what I, I want. And then I wake up feeling a lot more subtle than I was a few weeks or even months ago. So that's my last little like conclusion. But I love you guys. I wish I could give you all a big hug to the screen. Or I wish I could just meet you in person and, you know, like give you a hug. But just imagine the warm energy of a bear hug surrounding you right now. If you want it, you know. If you don't want the hug, you don't have to take it. But if you want the hug, just feel that beautiful energy coming through. (sighs) Also, I've been using a lot more essential oils and getting rid of perfume because essential oils are super grounding for the your body. Um, Perfumes, even though they can be cruelty free, they're also made with really harsh things for your skin. And I've always just been like, oh yeah, like I know that, but who cares? It smells good. But when I wear essential oils and like actually like a good brand to do research on it, because a lot of the time it's made out of BS, I use Young Living, the now brand, um, Nature's Leaf. If you're curious, you can DM me and I'll find all the labels for the ones I use. Um, but they're all ones that like if you get in your body, you know, you're not going to have to rush to the hospital for. Because if it says that, there's something in there that should not be in there. Um and I've been using that so I use it on my feet I use it on my adrenal glands like above my kidneys on my back I use it on my eustachian tubes I use it on my wrists I use it on my heart and I use it on um my spine or like also the spinal cord connecting from my brain like the brain stem so I put it on all those spots and I set intentions when I do it and oh it's beautiful and I also have some I have a spray bottle next to me you can hear it here and I have a bunch of essential oils mixed with water in here I had to shake it up and I spray it on my bed and the other day I hung up my sheets outside to dry and I just sprayed it with that and I got a little nature smell in my sheets and then when I make my bed each layer I'll spray a layer of like the water and essential oil blend, I'll let it dry and then I'll put another layer and then finally I'll do that and then before I go to bed I spray another thing before I go to sleep and then I'll spray this like lavender mist on my pillows and I also take some melatonin um, and if you're curious, I'll share you like the brand of that that I use because I'm more holistically bound. I don't like pills, but this one's just made out of xylitol and melatonin. Um, it's strawberry flavored <laughs> and it helps me so I don't wake up with anxiety. Also make sure that I reach REM sleep because I realized when I started having panic attacks, I couldn't reach REM and I'd wake up even more exhausted than ever. And I was just like, that's super frustrating. So I started taking melatonin again. And I don't take a full five milligrams. I just take uh, half of five is 2.5. It's more like 1.5 grams. Like I cut it into quarters or like halves. And then I take it and that's really, really beneficial. So that's like what I've been doing now. I also do holistic healing and a holistic therapy. Um, And just moving your body, you know, reading, listening to podcasts, you know, getting movement, stuff, feeding your soul, feeling good food feeling good food, fueling your body good food, drinking lots of water, just doing things that your body innately craves. Listen to that. Listen to that parasympathetic nervous system. Get back in tune with that intuition. When your body says something, listen to it. And that's going to restart your parasympathetic nervous system. And if you're also curious on more things on the parasympathetic, the vagus nerve, um, 
and anxiety. I have a whole highlight of stuff on my Instagram at hallyloves.u. Um, my business Instagram is oneconscious.love under this podcast name. And yeah, so I hope that all of this can help and I hope that it hits for like divine timing. So I wasn't going to make an episode and then I was just like, all right, I am. Something's telling me I need to. And the past few times that I've been doing episodes, they resonate really deeply with you guys. And you guys, like, DM me and are just like, whoa, like, you did that at a perfect timing. So, I hope that this one also does the same. So, again, I'm sending you so much love, a big old hug, and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.